Morning, church. Happy New Year. Um, I'm trusting you you had a good evening. Um, Where I grew up, we say, did you enter the year well? So I hope you entered well. I don't know what it means, but it sounds cool. Hope you entered the year well. Um, I think this is the only day I'll probably give you a free pass. If you're falling asleep, chances are you were up late. So I'll probably give you a free pass today, just for today. But then going on the whole year, no free pass, no sleeping in church. Uh, but yeah, Happy New Year, church, and really would love to just just share a blessing over each and every one of you. Um, and then also, I think it's Zandi's birthday today. So happy birthday. Um, not just a birthday, but an anniversary at the same time. So real smooth, Godfrey. That was quite smart. Um, anyone else that had a birthday this week, just to make sure. Oh, there we go. Also right there at the back. So anyone else that had a birthday this week? Happy birthday to you guys. Yeah, just God bless you. It's going to be quite exciting. So this morning, I'm really excited uh, just to share this message with you guys. Um, and, and just the, the heart of this message is just, it's just a journey that my wife and I are on for the, for the last two years. Um, it's a journey that's going to continue to be a journey, but I just felt, hey, I wanted to share this with you guys. And ultimately what happens is I've been through the normal New Year starts, you make resolutions and you say, I want to do this, I want to get better in this area. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think most of us obviously do that. But the last two years, we just felt in our hearts that um, when the year starts specifically, we just step aside, go away for a couple of days and then just have an agenda, just relook at our marriage, look at our finances, look at our work, just look at also just what we do at church and just ask ourselves the question, you know, are we still behind what God is doing? You know, we spend time praying into those areas. And if we realize that we've actually, can I say, not aligned to, to what God is doing, then obviously we repent of that. And then we then submit those different areas um, into Christ. And that's obviously the title of, of this morning where I'm going to be just talking about reset, repentance, and then resurrendering. Reset on the basis of when we get to a point where we actually press a reset button, it means whatever system or whatever device you're using, it's not working as it's supposed to be, so you need to press a reset. So obviously, whatever bug is there needs to be adjusted, needs to be fixed, and then repentance, because as Christians, that's what we do. We repent. And then resurrender, just to remind us this morning that in everything that we do, it has to be surrendered. It has to be under the kingship and the lordship of Jesus Christ. So just the, the scripture this morning is Joshua 24, 1 to 15. It's quite a chunky scripture, but I'll just read all of it. It says, Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago, uh, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshipped other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him into the land of Canaan. I gave him many descendants through his son Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Seir, while Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I brought terrible plagues on Egypt, and afterwards I brought you out as free people. But when your ancestors arrived at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chased after you with chariots and charioters. 
when your ancestors cried out to the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians, drowning them. With your very own eyes, you saw what I did. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, I brought you into the land of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them. You took possession of their land. Then Balak, son of Zippor, uh, king of Moab, started a war against Israel. He summoned Balaam, son of, Bo- uh, of Bor, to curse you. But I would not listen to him. Instead, I made Balaam uh, bless you. And so I rescued you from Balak. When you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, uh, the Gigashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I gave you victory over them. I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of, of the Amorites. It was not your swords or bows that brought you victory. I gave you the land you had not worked on. I gave you the towns you did not build, the towns where you are, you are now living. I gave you vineyards and olive groves uh, for food, though you did not plant them. So, fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served before the Euphrates? Or will, you be, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. It's quite a, quite a good scripture. And I just want to just point out just three quick things that I believe we just need to learn, three things we just need to be aware of, three things where we might need to actually have a bit of a reset in our lives as we prepare ourselves for 2023. And just the first one is quite a simple one, quite a basic one, but the first thing that we just need to be aware of and we need to remember in 2023 is God still speaks. God still speaks. In John, in the, Old, in the Old Testament, we would see how God will actually send a word through a prophet. But in the New Testament, in the times that we're we, we in now, God has given us the Holy Spirit who helps us. Obviously, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to understand what God has in plan for us. In John 14, 15 to 17, Jesus says, If you love me, if you love me, obey my command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. Church, we have the Holy Spirit to help us to walk with, to make sure that we continuously walk in God's will. And just a reminder, uh, something that we are proud of as, as Outlook Church is we say we are a prophetic people. We are not a photocopy. So what that means is we trust on the power of the Holy Spirit. We trust on the guiding of the Holy Spirit. We don't trust on worldly trends. We don't trust on what's trending at this point in time, but we trust on the leading of the Holy Spirit. If we live a life where we we look at what everyone else is doing, what the world is saying, then what happens is all we're doing is we are just becoming a photocopy. And I was just reminded um, when I was just thinking about this point, Last year, I was studying uh, a management course, and I was doing economics for managers. 
And I must say, if I had to make my decision based on the numbers I learned in that uh, module, chances are I would have emigrated because everything is red, everything is horrible. But the point I'm trying to make is if we look at what's happening outside, we will continuously make decisions out of fear. We'll continuously make decisions that are outside the will of God. And that's why, church, it's important for us to remember, even in 2023, God still speaks. When we read the Bible, we see how God spoke, God is speaking now, and God will continue to speak in 2023. And if, once again, maybe you've made a decision based on fear, based on worldly trends, I would appeal to you this morning, we need to press a reset in the thinking, because that is not a thinking we're supposed to carry in 2023. God still speaks, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. That's the first thing we, we, we see with regards to Joshua 24. God still speaks. Then the second thing that we see is, I call this the timing of this message. So just to explain what I mean by the timing of this message, if we read Deuteronomy 6, 10 to 12, So this is when the Israelites were not in the promised land. They were still in the wilderness. It says, The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. Houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from wells you did not dig. And you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. When you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. So just to a bit of context, so what had happened was we see this generation or these Israelites that were in the wilderness, then, through the, through, uh, then God leads them through Joshua. He you know, leads them into the promised land. They defeat over 30 kings, so they just really, got, they got the land. So everything that God said, that's what they got. They got the cities they did not build. They got all these possessions they did not really have, you know. So we see how this, the word of God came before while they were in the wilderness. But then it's interesting how the same word is being repeated after God had given them provision. So the word was given before God's provision and the word was given after God's provision. That was quite interesting because the reality there or the lesson that we we learn from this is if the word did not come after provision, it means once God had given them the miracle, it means the story is done. God gave you the miracle. Be happy. Move on with your life. But we get to see God's character here. God's character is the story does not end when I've done the miracle. The story ends when you and I have a relationship. That's when the story ends. So if we have a thinking once again where once God has given us the miracle, you know, lights out, curtains are down, the credits go up, that is also a wrong thinking. God desires to have a relationship with us. And that's the second thing that I just want us to carry as we go into 2023. God desires to have a relationship with us. You and I have a nature to forget God when he has given us what we have asked for. So, and the reality, or what I'm trying to say there is, naturally our end goal has always been miracle. But God's end goal is to have a relationship with us through salvation. We have a sinful nature where we forget God in good times. And just to give you an example of what what I'm trying to say with this, I'm going to use myself an example. So I'm going to cry out to God, Lord, I would love to get married. And then, you know, God blesses me with a marriage. 
one, two, three, Chairs doesn't come to church anymore. Church, Chairs just walks away from Connect Group. And once again, because, why? Because my thinking is because now God has given me the miracle, I can walk away from him, which is wrongful thinking. Another example I can think of is, for example, Lord, um, I really need provision in the area of work. And then what happens? God blesses me with a job. And then one, two, three, once again, I don't come to church. I don't go to prayer meetings. I don't have time for church. Why? Because now in my head, I want to be the CEO of RBCT. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the fallen nature that we have as people. You know, another example would be, Lord, I would love to have kids. And then God blesses me with kids. And I'm just reminded of what Steve Wimble said when, when he was preaching, where he said, sometimes then we, 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 we let these kids become demigods. And then one, two, three, I go to Brent and Kate and say, you know what, Kate, I need to raise my kids. I don't want to be an elder. I'm moving on with my life. That's the flaw that we have. And once again, if that's the thinking that we have, where we think the story ends when the miracle is done, that's the kind of thinking we need to press reset because that is a wrong type of thinking. And that is something that we should not, well, actually, that's something we should live in 2022. Because in 2023, we, we, we say yes and we say thank you, Lord, for the miracle, but we pursue a relationship with our Father. We have, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to read, read that uh, the Deuteronomy verse, it says, When you have eaten, you fill in this land. Be careful not to forget your Lord. And the third thing that we can see just from this, this scripture is God is committed to his plans. God is committed to his plans. One thing that we can see there is when we're reading Joshua 24, between verses 2 to 13, we saw how God kept saying, I did this. I gave you uh, provision. I protected you. I did this. I gave you. We can see how God is reminding the Israelites of what he has done, and God is showing us that he is committed to his plans and that he completes what he started. He's committed to his plans, and he completes what he starts. And it's good for us to, to, to understand this because let's put ourselves in Joshua's shoes for two seconds. Now imagine there's this amazing prophecy from God himself saying, I'm going to give you this promised land. So that's number one. I'm going to give you this promised land. You are then appointed leader to lead God's people into the promised land. Not only that, he tells you victory is yours. You're going to win. I mean, if you were Joshua at this point in time, chances are that your head will be too big because you're thinking, yeah, this is good. Life is amazing. But it was interesting how just in Joshua 5, God reminds Joshua just before they went to battle to remind him that I'm committed to my plans. Don't get it twisted. There's, it's, I'm not committed to your plans. I'm committed to my plans. In Joshua 5, verse 13 to 15, it says, this is just before they conquered Jericho. It says, when Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, are you a friend or are you a foe? Neither one, he replied, I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord of the army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. So we see in the scripture, in Joshua's mind, he's thinking, it's either you are with the Israelites or your enemy. But it's, it's, it's interesting or it's amazing how 
you know, God humbles him and says, whoa, 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 there is no Israel versus other people. God is on God's side. And that's a revelation we need to understand. God is on God's side. And the third thing that I want us to carry into 2023 is, over time, what happens is, you know, God will bless us, God, God will be with us, and we get to see his hand of provision in everything that we do. And we forget that we're supposed to continuously be in his side. Then what we do is we start saying, okay, God, maybe come be on our side. And that thinking is also a wrong thinking. God is on God's side. And it was interesting how by God actually doing what he did to Joshua to remind him that I'm not on your side, you guys are on my side. It was also like a silent rebuke because what happens is sometimes, you know, God is doing something. If you look at this particular situation where the Israelites were now invading Canaan. So naturally you might think, oh, the Israelites are better than the Canaanites. And that's also a wrong thinking. God has a bigger plan and whatever God does, God is righteous. So it's always good for us or it's always safer for us not to always have this thinking that God should always be on our side because we will always think we're right. We will always think we're holy. We will always think we don't make any faults. However, when we are surrendered or when we are aligned or we are behind God's will, we will always be humble because we get to submit to his authority. So that's the third thing that I just wanted us to remind us that God is on God's side. And I just, just looking at the time, I just want to see if I have time for this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Why is it important for us to always be submitted or to be on God's side? And I just wanted to remind us of what God has done for Outlook Church. just wanted to show you what, what happened or what does it look like when we submit to God's side as opposed to us submitting into our own strength. You know, as a church, we are called to be a base church, a blessing to the nation, an apostolic people, because when we go, we grow. By our own strength, this would not have happened. But we have seen in 2022 how God has provided. We have seen how uh, teams have gone to India, teams have, have just gone to Spain, teams um, have gone to, to Belgium. Even locally, we've seen how we have impacted um, the different areas locally. Once again, in our own strength, we can't do it. But because that was the will of God, God himself opens the door. We are called to open up a wellspring of salvation. Once again, I don't have the power to save you. I can't. Brent has, has, does not have the power to save. We don't have the power to save anyone. What we do is we submit under the lordship of Christ and we share the message that he's telling us to share. That's what it is. That's what it looks like when we are submitted under his will. We are called to release power tools of giftings in people. When we started 2022, we started with that gifted campaign. We didn't do it because we want to have this amazing CV as Outlook Church and say, hey, look at what we've done. No, that's not what we're doing. It's because we are called. There was a word saying everyone or each and every one of you have different gifts. And we have a responsibility to say, guys, use the giftings that God has given you. Once again, that is us submitting under the side of God. And just this one is quite a big one for me. We are called to find new ways for kids to advance the kingdom, bringing parents to the Lord. Once again, we've got an amazing kids facility. We didn't build it because we want to win the, 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 the 
Building of the Year Award. That's not why we built it. It's because there's a word God spoke that through kids we are going to see salvations. And the reality is there's some of you that are actually attending Outlook Church, not because you walked in and you wanted a church, but because you actually brought your kids first. You heard there was a good kids program, and then you came into the service one day, and you're like, ah, I'll just give it a chance. And then that day, God got a grip of your heart. And then the other one, the double portion, Isaiah 61, 7, it says, instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double possession of prosperity in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. The word of God came and said, double the building. It was not our thinking. It was not a fancy idea. It was not a worldly trend where we need to double the building. It was a word of God where God said, double the building. And I was actually thinking about it last week during Christmas, how before we even doubled, every time we had a Christmas service, like this was half of the church, yeah, the church was this side. The church was always packed, even though it was just this side. And it was interesting last week when I, when I just saw the, the Christmas service, it was even packed. And I'm like, wow. God helped us and prepared us to be a net so that we can catch his people. So just basic examples to remind us what life looks like when we align ourselves, when we become, or when we align ourselves and we are on God's side. So the first thing that we spoke about is God still speaks. God still speaks. The second thing we reminded ourselves is when, we have, when, we, when God has given us what we have asked for, we have a nature to forget him. And that's something that we should not be doing. And the third thing that we can see from the scripture is God is on God's side. And we need to align to that. There's probably more things I can say from the scripture, but I just felt those three things are key things that we need to remind ourselves. Three, those are the key things that we need to carry as we go into 2023. But just knowing about them is not enough. As Christians, we need to be repentive. We need to repent. You know, Brent always says, birds fly, fish swim, Christians repent. It's what we do. As Christians, it's what we do. When we realize we've, we've, we've done wrong in a particular area, what we do is we repent. And in Joshua 24, uh, 14, Joshua reminds of this. He says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River. So Joshua is saying, fear the Lord, put away your idols. That is a definition of repentance. What is repentance? Repentance is turning away from sin and turning towards God. That's what repentance is. is turning away from sin and we are turning towards God. And why is it important for us to turn towards God? Because God's forgiveness is only available to those that repent. God's forgiveness is only available to those that repent. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. Believed what? Believed what? I mean, I mean probably someone, someone might ask the question, but why do we have to turn to him? Why can't we turn somewhere else? Why do we have to turn to God? Well, Ephesians 2 reminds us because he saved us when we believed. But once again, believed what? John 3.16 always says or reminds us, For God so loved the world um, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in Jesus, will not perish but have eternal life. So what, what, what basically we are believing is we believe that through one man's disobedience, which was Adam, we were then separated from God. 
and then God had to find a permanent solution to fix what was done by Adam. So then now fast forward into the future, through one man's obedience, Jesus Christ, he died on the cross, defeated death, ascended to heaven, and when we believe in the finished work that Christ has done on the cross, you and I have life and life eternal. God saved you by his grace when you believed. You can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us may boast about it. So, good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people go to heaven. And for us to be forgiven, we have to repent. That's something that we do. 2023, that's something that should be normal for each and every one of us, where when we have done wrong, we go back to our Father, we made a mistake, we apologize, we repent, we turn away from that and always turn towards our Father. Reset. What are the things we need to reset? We spoke about God speaks. We shouldn't forget God in the good times. We shouldn't forget God in the good times. And then God is on his side. Those are the three things that we need to press a reset in our different lives. And then we said, once we've identified those different areas in our lives, we need to repent from that. We need to turn away from that wicked thinking. We need to turn away from that and turn towards God. Then the last thing, as I asked the worship team just to come up, is re-surrender. What is the point of re-surrendering? As we continue reading Joshua... He says, so fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors, of your ancestors, uh, gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live? But as for me and my family... We will serve the Lord. I think just lastly, church, there has to be a response. Um, I love how Joshua, Joshua sets this leadership example where he says, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And I think that's just a, a lesson that I can't make the choice for you guys. That's a choice that you guys have to make. And I, the reason why I asked the worship team to just to come up is I'll just ask them to just lead us into a song. And as they leading us into the song, it's, a, it's an opportunity for each and every one of us. Once again, as we start 2023, I think there is no better way to start the year than starting off the year repenting. Saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that I've got ways, I've got, I've got, I've got habits that I should not have. But through your grace, as I repent, as I turn to you, Lord, I know that I'm saved. I know that this relationship has been restored. And now I make a decision to make Jesus Christ Lord of my life day in, day out. Steve reminded us earlier on where he says, now we live a life where every day we remind ourselves that we choose the Lordship of Jesus. This is an example that I, I remember. I can't remember who said it, but they, they just gave this example to say, every time we wake up, um, think of a boxing ring. You know, you walk into a boxing ring and then the announcer or whoever will say, you know, in this corner, you've got the world, you've got the trends, you've got whatever. But then in this corner, you've got Jesus. That's a decision we make every day. Every day we walk into a ring, we have to choose. Are we going there or are we going to Jesus? We have. Unfortunately, we can't be lukewarm. We can't be bench warmers. We always make a choice. By us not choosing Jesus, we are automatically choosing the world. So as we just sing this song, 
just pray that we get to choose the one and only true God. I pray this morning, right here in this moment, that we choose Jesus. May we please stand. If you're calling, we're coming. We're not walking, we're running. God, we need resurrender. So we resurrender. When you're calling, we're coming. We're not walking, we're running. God, we need resurrender. So we resurrender. If you're calling, we're coming. We're not walking, we're running. God, we need resurrender. So we resurrender. If you're calling, we're coming. We're not walking, we're running. God, we need resurrender. So we resurrender. close our eyes, I'd just like to land in a prayer. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you continuously call us, Lord. Lord, I just want to just pray for, for each and every one this morning, Lord, that I think there's just been a lot of us that we've, we've, we've had, we have a lot of missed calls from heaven. And I think this is the day we need to pick up we need to pick up. We need to say yes. We repent and we turn towards you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you sent your one and only child, or son, Jesus, to die on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that by us believing in the finished work on the cross, Lord, we have life eternal. And Lord, I commit the entire just church, entire just everyone that's here this morning, Lord, as we start 2023, Lord. Lord, I pray that we start it right. There's so many decisions we need to make. There's so many priorities we need to do in our lives. But the most important decision is to choose Jesus first. The most important priority is to prioritize Jesus first. 
And Lord, if we start off the year like that, Lord, then we will continue the entire year under your lordship, under your kingship. As Matthew 6 reminds us, seek first his kingdom above all else. Thank you, Lord, for this word this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Just allow me to just extend, um, if, if you want us to pray with you, we do have a team that would love to pray with you. Um, so as everyone else is having a coffee, we'll just invite you to come to the front. But for each and everyone else, everyone else please don't run off. Enjoy a coffee. Enjoy some fellowship. Um, and for those that want to make use of the uh, tithing boxes, they are by the door as we walk out. Um, Happy New Year and have a blessed day ahead. Amen. Amen. Amen.